This is David Alexander, head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. I'm Charlie Hannum, along with the head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers, David Alexander. Coach, a wild homecoming <laughs> game last week against the UConn Millers, but you came out on top 43-42, and now you look ahead to next week's game, Friday night, back at home again against Edmund Memorial. How are you feeling? Man, I don't know. I'm still just uh, going in circles. feel like I'm chasing my tail because I've, I've been in a lot of weird football games, seen a lot of stuff, uh, seen the ball bounce crazy you know, because it's got a point on it. It goes funny directions. But I honestly have never been in a game – that was such a dichotomy of good and, can I say, evil, right? Good and bad. I mean, we did so many great things, right? And then so many uh, poor things uh, on the other side of the ball. It was such a strange night. Let's uh, start with the most fun of the night, the uniforms. I mean, how cool uh, was that? I mean, you could tell the kids uh, loved them. It seems like everybody in the crowd uh, was impressed when you came out in those throwback gold pants and the uh, the retro stripes. Just man, what was that like? It was uh, Charlie – the kids love the uniforms. I, I thought they looked fantastic. Um, I, I, I was so excited, you know, because, yeah, you, you want to make sure the kids are happy. That's the most important thing, right? And then and we, we unveiled those on Thursday, and the, the kids just freaked out. And uh, we put new helmet stickers on, and, and they looked fantastic when they took the field. I was really, really proud of it. Isaiah Keller will join us in a couple segments yeah. in our player segment. I mean, what a game for him. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, something big happened. Something magical happened. You know, he had so, – well, you know, everything – something magical did happen. You know, the one carry he had that wasn't a touchdown was a fourth and five conversion. So, um, special kid, and had a, he had a special night. Take me through that uh, formation. I know you've kind of been working on it for a while and uh, yeah. just what you saw where you thought it was going to work. Well, all right, so a little backstory, right? Uh, obviously, you know, we had a little success with, uh, you know, running um, Quintevin last year at that spot. So we've been – we don't – I don't let Coach Wilkinson, I don't let anybody just, just throw in a play and we're going to run it that Friday. We start working on things for a couple of weeks before we, we unveil them on a Friday night. And, uh, you know, we, we knew as we get closer to the playoffs, we wanted to show off a couple of those um, quarterback runs, get, get uh, the team start working on those. And uh, so, right, so this is one of the plays we've ran last year, just a quarterback sweep, and I told Coach Wilkinson on Thursday, he said, I wanted that to be our first play of the football game. Uh, and so, right, then after that, after an 80-yard run on, uh, on Isaiah's first touch, you know, it turned into be every big play. We, we kind of, all right, let's go back to Isaiah. He's our dude. Kind of take me through why that play works so well, because you get that quarterback run and you've really got – it's a matchup issue, right? It's a yeah, it's a complete matchup issue. Not not only with the guy carrying the football, but you know the defense have a defense has eleven guys, and you're usually playing offense with ten. And what I mean by that is there's really only ten guys, ten gaps, right? And so when you when you run the quarterback, you add an eleventh gap, and so right, we were going trips to the field, and so right, they had to cover all those guys, and so now they've got one guy covering the tight end, and now you've got the running back, and you've got, so you've got a linebacker for him, just there's nobody to account for the tied, uh, the quarterback, um, unless they decide to cover three guys with two and a half uh, to the field, and so um, we made them pay. We knew the first play of the game that they were not going to make an adjustment, right, it was going to be a big play. No one was, you know, you could only hope for an 80-yard touchdown run on the first play of the game, but we knew the first play of the game was going to be a big chunk. 
we'll dive a little bit deeper into the UConn game coming up in our in our next segment. But uh, this week, senior night, um, it's always special. Yeah. Just what is what does this group of seniors mean, and, and what's uh, what are your emotions going to be like Friday night? Well, this is the biggest group of seniors that I've ever had, right? And, and that's just a testament to the program that's kind of been building, right? And then you win last year. Now, 37 seniors, huge group of, of great guys. Um, you know, they've, they've accomplished a lot. And, you know, but their goals are out there. They want to kind of separate themselves from last year's seniors, right? So Because they were in the shadow last year, um, not necessarily from the play standpoint, but from the leadership standpoint. So this is their team. And I tell every senior group, you know, we're going to go as far as you'll take us. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one last home game, shake all their hand. You know, we'll have a playoff home game. But, you know, one last, you know, uh, regular season game, because that's all you're guaranteed is 10 games. And so we'll go celebrate them and, uh, and have a lot of fun with it. Sounds great. Friday night, it's going to be senior night at home against Edmond Memorial, 7 o'clock kickoff, senior night festivities as well. Just getting started here on the show. We'll dive back into last week's wild win over UConn. After this, you're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanema and Coach Alexander back with you here tonight as we look back at a wild 43-42 win over the UConn Millers on homecoming. UConn put up a lot of points against Westmore the week before, and and we kind of looked at that and said, wow. And then they moved the ball all over the place last last week yeah we never slowed them down really very much uh you know what they did a few weeks ago they they went to the sophomore quarterback and um he was he's running the option you know he's reading it they're not just calling you know hand to the fullback or quarterback keep or run the belly or you know let's let's go out and pitch this one because um, some of the stuff we've seen on film just to toss sweep you know they only ran one time they were actually running the option the whole time and then and uh you know we were we were not um, we were not prepared very well defensively. You know, just we just didn't have a lot of answers. You know, we had uh, two different looks we gave them, and uh, Coach Reed over there, he's been running the option. He's won state championships uh, running the option, and you know, boy, they just gave our defense fits. They had they had our defense out there kind of chasing their tails a little bit. Four hundred sixteen rushing yards for UConn. That uh, that's a big number. Uh, obviously, but yeah. hey, you know, you, you got to stop when you needed one. You got that punt, and, and right. how big was that to kind of stop the bleeding, for lack of a better term? Yeah, you know, right after to start the second half, you know, get a, get a stop. So, well, it was everything. <laughs> you know, we needed to have some defense just to have some – just have a positive outlook on the second half. You know, how are we going to win this football game? Uh, we were behind a score, and, you know, we needed the defense to make a play – uh, we got a tackle for a loss on second down and got off the field on third. So um, just a fantastic way to start that half and get a little bit of momentum. You know, now, I know they scored after that, but we were able to get back in sync with them, score for score. And, uh, you know, then obviously we, we had a field, we had an extra point blocked earlier, and we, so that caused us some more curveballs. You know, I'm sure you'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. Injuries obviously have been a big story all season yeah. long as we've talked – throughout the year, especially on your defense, more so than the right. offense. Darian Moss, your leading tackler, outside linebacker, didn't get to play. Right. Uh, you got Corey Williams back, but not for long. No. You lost him at safety. You know, Kewan Tolbert got banged up again. Right. Um, and we, and how we, much does that factor in when you're when you're adjusting mm-hmm. all these different people in and you're trying to also contain an offense that's unlike anything you see the right. other 
yeah, 360 well, days a year. It's obviously very difficult. You know, when you only, when you practice two hours a day, and you really only practice about an hour, because we have guys going all over. The, it's kind of hard to explain, but you really only defense. You're getting about an hour and 15 minutes of working on the option a day. And so, uh, you know, you, you put your main guys out there, and you work on it with them uh, 75, 80% of the time. And then when you sub somebody in, he's only seen it 25% of the time. And it's such a difficult offense. And, and just one one aspect makes it very difficult. Right, your whole life playing football, you've been trained to chase the guy with the ball, right? You know, being your gap and all that stuff. But there's one guy's got the ball, and he may hand it off or throw it. Or pick, but right, it's, it's one guy. You chase the guy with the ball. And then with the option, you can't do that. You have a responsibility. If you're supposed to tackle the fullback, you have to tackle the fullback. If your responsibility is the quarterback, you go tackle the quarterback. No matter who has the football, and you know, we had three or four guys that got lost uh, almost the whole night. Uh, you know, chasing, as you heard Sam Bradford say on uh, NFL Films, you know, chasing ghosts. And we had some guys out there on defense chasing ghosts. Bryce Machota, though, makes that interception to seal it. And yeah. he's had a, a bunch of interceptions against UConn over yeah, the years. They're, they're going to be uh, – they're probably going to send him a graduation present when, when he's done. But yeah. uh, talk to me about that play to uh, to kind of seal it um, with the unit out there yeah. that had been having some trouble for right. them to be able to at least – you know, make that pick to seal the game. Well, that's that play that, that Bryce got the interception on, that play was really hurting us in practice on Monday and Tuesday. Um, it's difficult, right? And – but so Bryce was the backside safety. He really has no coverage responsibility on that play. And what I mean by that, you just lined up and said, who's got who, da, da, da. But when the quarterback went away from him, right – there was he had absolutely no um, no run responsibility either, and so we just worked on him getting depth, right, finding any vertical routes. And by Wednesday um, and Thursday last week, you know that play wasn't happening in practice, and they only had six pass routes. And so, uh, amen that they didn't have any timeouts left and were able to run their complete offense and had to go a long way to do it. And um, you know, and Bryce, you know, he's such a smart football player and he's got such great ball skills. Um, you know, if they were going to run that play, I'm glad he was the backside safety to get over, get over there and get undercut that thing and, and get the interception. Let's talk about your offense now. I mean, a, a great game from them offensively right. because that had been a, a struggle at some times, just sure. trying to click in and, and you'd have one drive that was really great and then you'd have right. a three and out or you'd have um, turnovers, right. the F word that I can't say anymore right. because we're not talking about those. Right. But just take me through, you know, coming out, setting the tempo and – being able to kind of match serve with him while the defense was trying to get adjusted. Yeah, well, that's that was the chatter on the headsets for the offense. Um, you know, defensively we were struggling because we have offensive coaches in the box. You can see, you know, it's things are not going well. So it's hey, we have to be perfect. We got to be. We got to go score for score, and just and just keep going until you know the referees tell us to stop. Um, and we executed almost flawlessly. You know, um, quarterback was, you know, over ninety percent. Um, you know, touchdown, big balls, deep balls, short balls, um, big runs. You know, converting third downs, converting fourth downs. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a stellar performance. That's that's the opening statement of the deal, right? So offensively, we were almost perfect, and defensively, we were almost you know imperfect. Yeah, you talk about Jake Raines, his his stat line: seven of eight passing, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. And I think that one incompletion was just the spike to kill the clock at the end of the first half when you're trying to run the two-minute drill. So, yeah, what a bounce back from him because sure. he, he struggled in the game before, the Santa Fe game, and for right. him to come back out and say, this isn't going to happen on my watch, right. that's huge. 
Well, uh, hopefully it's a step, right? It's a step in the progression of just his uh, confidence, right? Knowing uh, you know, he can make all the throws because, you know, just like you, UConn did just like everybody else has done against us. They did not run the coverages or the fronts that we had seen on film. And so he had to make adjustments all the way through the game on what coverages we were seeing from UConn because it, uh, it was different than what we prepared for. And Sanchez Banks, again, mm-hmm. um, 18 carries, 190 yards, busts along, touchdown run. You could just kind of see everybody come to life as he was open sprinting on right. that long run. It was kind of like, kind of like an exhale, like finally. Uh, well, it, you know, he's, he's growing a new nickname, right, calling him the Sanchez. Um, everybody loves him. The coaching staff all loves him because he, he loves to practice. He loves football. Um, he comes out there with a smile on his face. You know, he had just had, like you said, 190 yards and had a great football game. If we'd have asked him on Monday night to go play in the JV game, he would have jumped on the bus and asked for 20 carries. Uh, he loves to compete. He loves to practice. And, you know, you can never have enough guys that just love football on your roster. And then Isaiah Keller, obviously a massive game, massive. just named the uh, Ford Award nominee from – Channel 8, and we'll talk about him coming up in our next segment because we could spend a whole segment just talking about his game. Stay tuned. Isaiah Keller joins us next. This is Inside Tiger Football presented by Rip Crib. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanema, David Alexander, and now Isaiah Keller, senior wide receiver, join us tonight. And Isaiah, man, just... Huge game last week. Every time you touched the ball, it seemed like something big happened. A couple touchdowns on the ground, a couple touchdowns through the air, uh, two two-point conversions. Just take me through that night. Uh, well, every play that was uh, designed, like, throughout this week, we we, we just been practicing practicing and just try to make everything perfect. And um, whenever we called those plays, uh, we just went out and executed and made, made those plays. And every time – I try to – whenever I touch the ball, I try to go score. So. It's a good mindset, isn't that's it, Coach? A, well, it's a great mindset, and that's right. You know, you, you don't plan for anything but success. And, right, if you're a driven, driven athlete like Isaiah is, right, and you, you work hard and practice hard, you are going to have success. The stats officially are like this. Three carries for 85 yards, two touchdowns. Two, uh, three catches for 86 yards and two more touchdowns. And then those two-point conversions that uh, don't count as runs. On that first one, when you were able to break that on the first offensive play um, – what did you see, and how early, I guess, could you tell that had a chance to go to the house? Uh, well, before the game, Coach, Coach A came up to me and was like, how far are you going to take it? And I was like, I'm going to go score. And then um, That's right. they called the play, and it opened up, and Kiki had a, bla- a great block on the, um, on the safety coming, coming down. And then uh, I just had one man to beat, and I beat him to the sideline. So. What's it like playing in a game that is a back-and-forth shootout like that because a lot of the games that you guys have won over the years are you guys have either handled them from the beginning or they've been kind of grinders they've been kind of lower scoring like the jinx game it was kind of back and forth and there were a lot of empty possessions but this one where it was back and forth what was that like yeah definitely after the um first half I was like dang this is like a big 12 game just <laughs> going back and forth and uh, honestly I loved it because I love just going out there and scoring as much as we can coach we saw Isaiah last year as a junior. Right. Where has he improved the most as a senior? Oh man, that's a big question. That's uh, what I get paid for. Yeah. Well, you're right. It's a great. It's a. It's a great question. Um, where's he? Where has Isaiah? Well, he's his. Um, the technical part of the receiver 
side of it has where he's improved the most. You know, last year, you know, he was gone for a year. Um, you know, he, he's broken our kid, gone for a year, came back. And right, so the, the, te- the technical side of it, he's always had great hands. He, you know, he's a two-sport star. He's a, you know, uh, outfielder for the baseball team. So, you know, you know God blessed Isaiah with a lot, a lot of skills, right? But it's about sharpening those things up and always being where the quarterback thinks you're going to be. Um, and then, you know, even though we're – so we're a run-first football team, and that's, that's uh, you know, as a receiver, you know, all receivers, whether they're eighth graders or 10 years in the NFL, they want the football. Um, so, you know, you have to sacrifice and do some things. But, you know, when you sacrifice, you always get rewarded in the end. Isaiah, that's a, that's a good question that Coach brought up with, with playing baseball because you hear a lot in the news about – especially younger kids, younger and younger kids getting kind of pigeonholed into one sport. And, uh, you know, college coaches will tell you play as many as you can, a lot of, a lot of them. Um, what from baseball helps you on the football field? Um, definitely the tracking the ball down part and just like hand-eye coordination and and uh, just having the right angles to go get the ball. That's right. So, the tracking yeah. of angles to get the ball is great. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and talk to me about that, Coach, because it's a logical – I mean, that's a logical connection. Sure. And there are some people that say, "Hey, like you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make it in this sport, you got to start focusing on this in, in seventh right. grade." But I know that that's not how you guys roll. You want your kids no. in, in wrestling or track or right. baseball or anything, really. Well, we love it. Now he's talking about you know what's helping him as a receiver, and he is one hundred percent right. Tracking the foot, tracking the ball in the air, baseball, football, right? Adjusting to the wind, you know, the spin, all that stuff is exactly. But as a as a coach, what I love to see there's there's very few places that are as, as pressure-packed as going up to bat, right, by yourself, right? There's no help. There's no pads, right? You've just, you got, you know, you're competing against the pitcher, and, you know, you, it's, it's an easy place to fold up, all right? or, it's a, or it's a huge place to, st- play, to step up and make a play for your team. And, uh, and so if they, when they go out there and compete in the wrestling mat by themselves or on the baseball diamond it, it's, uh, or at the free throw line, I love it as a football coach. Senior wide receiver Isaiah Keller is our guest on uh, Inside Tiger Football presented by Rip Group tonight. And senior night coming up this week against Edmond Memorial. What do you think that's going to be like when you when you go out there for the pregame ceremony? Um, it'll definitely be a little emotional, you know, just possibly our last home game. And um, I don't know. I've just been playing with those boys since uh, uh, since I was a young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I was a young. And so, yeah, it's definitely going to be an emotional night. But we're we're still going to be focused on the football game and getting the W. Talk to me about that that bond that you have with these guys and, and who you've kind of played with and when you started playing because, you know, a lot of the casual fans will think of like, well, you know, you've been a Broken Arrow Tiger your sophomore year, junior year, and senior year because that's what we see at the stadium. But I know that that bond goes all the way back to youth football. And yeah. even though this is kind of a big town, you've been with a lot of those core guys for years and years and years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like Kane Hathaway, Campbell, uh, all those guys and – Miles, like, I don't know, we've been playing since we was young. So, like, it's really, like, like dang, this is the last, like, home game. So, like, we just got to show up and do but, our thing. But, Coach, that bond can be – that can be huge for your program. Well, there's no doubt it's it's big for a program. You, it's not a program. It's not a football program if you don't have kids who just love BA, grow up, and, and want to just – do everything they can to help Broken Arrow win. It's a you know you can you can always have a football team, but you don't have a football program without uh, kids in the fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth grade looking up to the varsity players and wishing one day they get to play on uh, Tiger Field. Isaiah, last question before we get you out of here. Just um, 
what do you think you want to do in the future? I always like to ask people that. Do you have something you want to study or something you, th- you could see yourself doing? Um, I've always wanted to be a coach, really, uh, or an influencer, you know. Good. Uh, just um, also, like, want to, like, like, help kids, like, get to know, like, Jesus and everything and, like, know the sport, you know, so. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a good – I think we've got plenty of openings for you, so – Right. Uh, go to college, knock that out, kill it somewhere, and then uh, come on back to Broken Arrow, man. Uh, good luck Friday night, and thanks for your time, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. That's Isaiah Keller, senior wideout for the Broken Arrow Tigers. He's going to rib crib on us. We'll take a timeout. Coach Alexander and I will be back to preview Edmund Memorial next. This is Broken Arrow Football. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. One final segment with you here. I'm Charlie Hanneman with the head coach, David Alexander. The Tigers are home for the third straight week, taking on Edmund Memorial Friday night, 7 o'clock. We'll be on the Animal with the pregame show at 6.30. You can join us on AeroVision a little before the top of the hour. Coach, uh, the Bulldogs have struggled this year. Have. Uh, somebody Zoe had to go last week against Enid. Right. And they got off the schneid there, and so 1-7. and seven. But uh, what do you focus on with your team this week? Well, Again, you know, um, defensively, we're going to have a few more new guys out there. Uh, so, right, we're just trying – we're going to just try to play some base defense and get the new guys um, acclimated to what our base calls are. You know, we couldn't you – know, we, even though we had some new guys last week, you know, with what we were facing offensively, we couldn't do that. So, we're going to – we're just going to try to work on ourselves and be fundamentally sound defensively this week. And offensively, I mean, is there anything you look back at to try and clean up or improve on? I mean, last week was pretty darn good. Well, we're just going to try to build on, right, those packages we're getting ready for the playoffs. Um, we're going we're gonna, I don't know if we'll sprinkle anything new in this week or not. Um, we've been working on some stuff at practice. Um, you know, we, you, might see a, you might see a wrinkle early in the game. I might, I'm just going to throw a little teaser out there. Health-wise, I know um, it's it's still kind of early in the week. Is there anybody coming back this week that you can tell us about or anything? <laughs> yeah, we we're gonna have we're gonna get Darian Moss back, um, which is gonna be, uh, you know, ginormous for us. Excuse me if that's a word or not. Sure. But, um, you know, getting because he's our leading tackler, he'll be back. You know, Kiwan um, came out of that game. You know, he limped off, but you know he's he seems fine. So you know, we may actually see you might actually see uh, um, Kiki Tolbert play a little bit of corner for us because we're that's where we're really the thinnest of any spot on the field I like it I like it it'll be good to see Tolbert back especially on senior night he's done a lot for this program that's right so make sure you join us Friday night at Broken Arrow Memorial Stadium Tigers and Edmund Memorial seven o'clock kickoff get there early for senior night and we'll talk to you soon for David Alexander I'm Charlie Hanema saying good night from Broken Arrow this has been Inside Tiger Football presented by Rip Crib. To listen back to today's episode of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib or to listen to previous episodes, podcast us on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Just search Broken Arrow Public Schools.